Welcome back to another episode of Tam Tonight. I'm your host, Tam, and I've been gone for a minute, but I'm back with the jump off. Um, what did I do? I went to Ve- I went to Vegas. Yes, like you always see that on Instagram, I went to Vegas. Um, I actually went to Vegas twice. That's why I kind of stumbled there, because like I went to Vegas and I had a layover because I was going to see my dad and my grandpa and my aunt, one of my favorite people, down in Georgia. And I had this long nine, ten hour layover in Vegas. So I kind of had a little bit of fun in Vegas. I walked around. Uh, I was going to get a room at the Luxor and then I booked the room. The check-in line was super long, so I just figured I might as well stay up, try to thug it out and fly to Georgia. Did that. Um, went to Vegas over the 4th of July weekend with my boo. And it was real fun, real cute. Yeah, so I've basically been trying to, like, stay out of the way of being around a ton, a ton of people. But I'm also very bored of being inside. So I'm trying to find that good balance between the two. Um, Also, why it took so long to film this new episode, I was going to shoot in Georgia with my dad. But my dad is, like, all over the place. And now he's gone. He's in Tanzania. So we were both, like, working on our travel plan. We weren't really in the podcast zone. But one day, you'll get my dad. Cali T on this show, and it was going to be bomb, um, and then, oh, I got a new studio, and I'm working on a new studio, putting stuff together, that's why, like, my records look a little weird, and stuff like that, and I don't have my desk here yet, but by next episode, it'll all be cute, it'll all be put up, and I have, like, a little new set for Behind the Rack, so I'm very excited, I've been working very hard, it's been dumb hot, I've been doing my best, so let's get right into it. My first politics story of this week, and it's kind of been happening for a while, but there wasn't a lot of development in the cases, so I didn't really know where to start or what to talk about specifically. But in the past like couple of weeks, four black men have been found hanged in public places, and the authorities seem to be like very, very anxious to deem them suicides. When, from what I understand about black people and black culture, We would not choose to hang ourselves just because of the, like, historical context that that comes with. I know that there might have been, like, five, six, seven, eight, nine black people that have hung themselves and committed suicide. But for the most part, that's not really a hallmark of our people. Like, if we want to shoot our, we want to kill ourselves, probably going to be shooting. It's probably going to be drugs. Like, we want to go differently than hanging. So that's just my personal bias in, like, when I was first hearing about these cases. Two specifically were in California, one in Lancaster and one in Palmdale, which is very close to each other. It's, like, the opposite outskirts of L.A. Um, and they were hanging in public places. Of uh, The family of these men are saying, like, they're not suicidal, they weren't the suicidal type, but the police wanted to deem it that. I saw specifically the, like, town hall or whatever, the press conference for Palmdale, and the person in charge, I don't know if he was the mayor, the police chief, what have you, he was like, a lot of people are calling this a lynching, blah, 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 we're not going to use that word. Like, whoa, bro, how are you going to tell us what word we're going to use? Black people in this country have historically been beaten, abused, lynched, uh, just sought after for all manner of harm by other races of people. So I don't know how all of a sudden you can fix your face to say, like, we're not going to use the word lynching or like that shouldn't be brought up like that is like beyond the pale for some reason like why isn't that top of mind also this brings into um play for me the fact that kamala harris and with the like jesse smollett incident they championed this anti-lynching bill back in 2019 2018 and i thought that was crazy then like why now are you guys gonna put this legislation out but it's like in these cases why isn't that being used so i don't know the full details of this that legislation and what happened with it but it was called the anti-lynching so i would really want to know why isn't that stuff or Kamala herself, you know, top cop? How come she isn't looking into these cases that happened in California? I can't speak for the other two. 
So I want to read the men's names really quickly. Malcolm Harsh, 38. Um, 24-year-old Robert Fuller. 27-year-old Bronx resident Dominique Alexander. And then in Houston, Texas, he was an unidentified black teenager. So it's like, and it brings me back because as you know, and you watch this show, Tam is very black power, Tam is very pro-black. And I got this book from my family for my like 25th, 26th birthday. They sent me a bunch of black books. I really love it. I want to have a black library for my future children. So if you all out in the Tam Tonight world, the Tam Tonight family want to send me any books, black books by black authors, or you want to send me like recommendations, I'm down. My email is open. The comment section is open. You can get at me on all socials at Tam, not Tammy. Help me live my dream. So this is The Red Record by Ida B. Wells. And Ida B. Wells was a journalist, okay, pioneer journalist. And she was forcibly like removed from her home in the South and under threat that she never returned. The KKK was going to, you know, do their business to her. And she had to leave and move elsewhere to do her writings. She gave lynching statistics and she wrote like painstakingly every situation that she could come across. And like, I don't know if she did the investigative journalism behind the stories or if it was easier back then because we weren't so bogged down with technology and social media and stuff. Like you could just go person to person. You can maybe go directly to the family and talk to them. But it's really crazy, this book, and you go through it and you read all the cases and the situations that happened to people. And I remember when I was reading it, it was very like hard for me to get through and hard for me to keep on going with the book because a lot of the situations seem so relevant now. Like, oh, so-and-so was looking at a white woman and this mob came later and attacked him, but she later said that they was cool. Like, all that kind of stuff was pretty crazy to me. I don't know, like... It's just very painful. Torture and burned in Texas. Burned at the stake. Torture beyond description. Like, all of this stuff in this book is pretty crazy. Lynching of an innocent man. Lynched on account of relationship. Like, it just goes on and on and on. And it's, it's like, I hate to use the same words, but painful is not, like, up there enough to describe the feeling that you feel when you read something like this when you go through the accounts of the stories that happened to people that came before us and then you hear about the same shit happening decades and decades later like that is why it's my pet peeve for people to tell black people that oh we have come so far like come so far from what come so far from uh, Jim Crow like y'all don't separate us out of the public places no more but it don't matter because we can't afford to go certain places so you so de facto segregate in our neighborhoods, in our schools, and all of these things. I do not like it. Do not bring it up to me. So I want black people as a culture, as a group, to come together and like do more research, be more in touch with your history, because it is not anybody's job to teach your history but yourself. So we can be more politically aware and more astute when things occur so we can go out and like make the change that needs to be changed, say the things that need to be said instead of like being dumbfounded and just being sad in our grief, not making the best decisions and not doing things that push the whole group forward. So black people are being lynched again. I need you to pick this up. Even if it's at your local library, even if it's online, look through it a little bit and see why this is important that this is happening now. We need to do something. We need to stand up and we need to demand investigations and we need to demand that the FBI like look into it as a hate crime and all of these things. Black people, please. Lynching, we cannot, like we could barely recover from when it used to happen in the past. 
and they would lynch a black store owner or the black man in town that was wealthy and on his way up with business. Like, we cannot afford to lose more black people. We're already losing them at the hands of the police. We cannot afford to lose more at the hands of vigilantes. I'm just saying. Which brings me to my next case in politics. Kanye West for president. First of all, that sentence alone sounds completely and utterly insane. And let me just preface this by, I'd rather have Kris Jenner, okay? Because at least she knows how to keep a group of wild people in check. She knows how to get a check for not doing too much. Like, Kris Jenner would give us universal basic income. Kris Jenner would, you know, we wouldn't have to be worrying about reproductive rights because I'm sure some of the Kardashian-Jenner girls have gone under the abortion knife maybe once or twice. I'm just saying. I don't want to make assumptions because I know they like to be religious and all, but I'm just saying. I feel like Mama Chris has a better grasp of even the situation, has a grasp of what the office might entail than our good brother Kanye West. It is beyond embarrassing. It is beyond disrespectful to his mother and his ancestors that Kanye continues to come out and make a mockery of himself and others and the people that love him. I do not understand, as a married person, how you can let your counterpart go out and make a fool of themselves and let your counterpart go out and just defecate in public in, in like it don't sit right with me at all but I would like for everyone seeing what's going on with Trump right now and what we get when we act when we let a celebrity into the highest office, office of the land look at the turnout that we get so I just want to let that be known and I want you to really think in your mind first of all Kanye is not even like really registered to be a part of this election so y'all gonna have to write his name in and I beg and plead with you, even if it is a joke. In the times of Trump and Jim Crow Joe, we do not need things to be further split up and further muddy the waters with a person that is not serious in any aspect of the work. Kanye West, do not do it. If you feel the need to be revolutionary and do something and march in the way of change, do like I said in previous episodes and write in Bernie Sanders. But do not ever take your pen and write the words Kanye West on any type of ballot anywhere in any time frame in any country do not do it okay Kanye West could barely keep his own life in order in check this man stormed off the stage and quit his tour because he was overwhelmed and y'all gonna let him run the free world I I'm confused I'm confused I'm shocked I just I don't know and I know a lot of people like to be contrary just for the sake of and I know a lot of y'all are hype beasts and I know that America runs on the cult of celebrity but please Please, I'm begging you, I'm pleading with you to use your common sense. And if you would not want Kanye West in charge of your job, your company, because you know he'd freak out real quick and he would change that, then do not let him be in charge of America. Not even as a joke. Do not write this man's name nowhere. Please don't do it. His inflated sense of self is causing him to act out, lash out, be irrational. Don't do it. No. Please, please, God, please, please, please. Thank you. And that is it for my politics. Now, over into an ad. So we got V7 Embroidery. Now, my good friend Victor is the owner-operator over at V7 Embroidery in Fontana, California, and his work is incredible. He's been doing embroidery for like over 20 years. He also does screen printing and things like that, and he helps me a little bit with my brand NRK. So, if you need something embroidered, school uniforms, your company stuff, uh, you want a nice screen printed t-shirt like this, go down to V7 Embroidery. I'm going to 
show his business card and his information here. I don't know if he has a website. If he does, I'll link it. And just get that picture. He's a nice guy. He's a cool guy. He will make all of your embroidery dreams come true. So head over to my look of the week segment. This week, we have the beautiful and the talented JT of the City Girls in a full Dior look. Now, she did not name who the shoes were, but the shoes are very cute as well. She has a Dior bag, Dior two-piece set. It looks like the two-piece set might have been like refashioned out of a Dior scarf, but I'm not sure. Jewelry on point, makeup hair on point. As always, JT killed this look. I'm so happy that the City Girls are both out on the streets together. They've been through a lot of hardship. They've gone through a lot. So I love nothing more than to see them like in luxury, living it up, living cute, having a good time. So they, I feel that they deserve it. So good job, JT. Look of the week. I want to see more. Next up, we got Cell XO from Instagram in her own brand, Giselle Official, a very cute like taupe tan type of dress. Alexander Wang boots in the clear Louis Vuitton bag. She looks beautiful, chic. She looks like money. And the dress is of her own new brand. I know she has the Cell brand with like the bikinis and stuff like that but I think this is going to be her more um like higher fashion ready to wear type of label so go check it out follow both if you're interested then we got our girl sweetie celebrating her birthday looking cute in a custom baba jamie I don't know how to say it dress for her birthday celebration she was looking bomb all red and she just looked like she was having a good time. I also love the Carl Kanai outfit, but I couldn't find any good pictures of her in it by herself. So this was my runner-up look. She looked fabulous. It looked like she was having fun. She was super turned up. So happy birthday, sweetie. And I'm excited about the new music, let me say. So I hope that the streets open back up so we can get a sweetie tour and we can get more looks. Last but definitely not least, we have Chanel McFarlane, DJ Mustard's wife in a Louis Vuitton two-piece set with a Louis Vuitton clear bag as well. She didn't name the shoe. There's some wraparound brown sandals, but they look very cute. She looks chic. I think she's in her house, her baller house, and she just, she just looks like money. She looks clean. And I feel like, um, I haven't seen Chanel in a while. Like, I had her on another page because I run all these Instagram pages. But she looks like she's slimming down. She lost a lot of weight. And, you know, Chanel's a mom of three, so she gives me hope that I can, like, be a mom and still be fly. I love those type of girls. So, great job, Chanel. Look of the week. We're going to be watching you to get you more here on this show so we can get your hype up. I see you got a cooking show, too. So, everybody, go check out Chanel's cooking show. I'm sure she'll be burning you down. Bam. And that's it for my Look of the Week segment. And now we're going to get into my favorite part of the show, 106 and Parking Lot. And this week we got a whole bunch of music. I held out. Um, recording earlier in the week because I heard Summer Walker was dropping later on so I wanted to wait for that so I could listen to that and get my girl Summer in here so let's get to it. The first album that I want to cover is The Imperfect Storm by Wale. It has six songs. I like all six songs. I think they're very good. The first one is Moving Different. Second is Empty Wishing Well and I love Wale for his lyricism and his bars because I feel like Wale is really a poet so let me read to you some of the lyrics in the song. Uh, nowhere to do cause shit shut down, shit open up, we gon' go back, who close up, who attached, who gon' answer, who gon' text, uh, who gon' outside, who ain't coming back, shit we don't know cause we both black, like, it stings, and it stings cause it's true, Wale with the lyrics, okay, then, blue, yellow, pink, green, white, I love this song, it's like has a little go-go type of beat to it and it's like uh we both got it bad we both addicted to something some bitches about clout some bitches about money like which one is you i feel that way um 
Um, and then we got June 5th slash Queens and Gods. Um, I like the June 5th part, but I like the Queens and Gods part way better. And it's like dedicated to the beautiful black women. No, I did not say people of color. And again, wrapped up for Wale because nail on the head. I am not a person of color. I am a black person. I am a black woman. At no time have I been a person of color. Y'all used to refer to us as colored people, but I feel like that was just blanket discrimination in case an Indian from India wandered over here or a Cuban came across over into America and they wanted you to know that you too of a color that is not white cannot be here. But I am black. We are black. So when you say people of color, I don't know who you're talking about. So I appreciate that, by the way. And then shit don't stop. I love this song because it's like still here because somebody probably prayed for me. And I feel like <sighs> so many things in my life like have not gone as bad as they could or have gone well for me because like people like my grandmother stay praying for me all the time. And it's like even though I don't go to church and I don't ascribe to certain beliefs, like the people that do in my life, they go really hard for me. So I appreciate that. And I can relate to that song while I Majo is the last song on the album. And it's like, a traditional, I guess, kind of African beat, but Wally has done that before in previous projects. Um, and yeah, he has done that in previous projects. And I like the lyrics on this song. He's like, keep the vibes going even in the pandemic. Got the mask on, white folks can't stand it. And it's like, that's very funny because I was in Georgia and they make it like a political thing, I guess. Like if you're down with Trump, you don't wear the mask because you think Jesus is going to save you from Corona. And like it's fake news and all that. And then if you are more sensible and you, you don't know, you know, you might wear the mask just in case. So I think that's a funny line. And then another line in the song, Wale, it stuck out to me. He's like, she don't like me. She just hate broke niggas. Like, and I feel like that's the case. I don't want to step on you guys' toes. I don't want to like open the window, air out the place in the hot box. But like a lot of you guys that I see out there, celebrities, athletes, and the like, some of these girls that y'all be rolling with, you know, she don't like you. You know, she's here for the lifestyle in the hotel with cars and clothes and whatnot. Like, she don't like you as a person. If you dropped out and they put somebody else in your spot, she would ride with him too. So it's like, at least Wale knows. At least he aware. And then he can move accordingly. Informed decision making. That's all we want. And then we're going to go over to the City Girls' second project, City on Lock. City on Lock has 15 songs in I like so many of them. I feel like you can definitely hear the growth in the City Girls and their rap and what they're talking about. Um, it's still City Girl subject matter, like let's not get it twisted, but just their rhyme, you know, especially Carisha too, like you can see her growth as she's more comfortable in the songs. Uh, she probably, she has a little bit more personal stuff to say, like on Enough Slash uh, Do Better. Uh, Carisha was coming really hard with the bars, like, you know, she was pregnant, performing, um, you know, she's holding it down for JT, they're doing the best that she can do, all of this stuff, like, I feel that. And then it's a skit, and then I don't work, job, bitch, I am a job, mm, 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 mm. So it's like a fire song. I love the video. I love how good both girls looked. Um, I saw on Twitter JT was talking, I guess, like, responding to some people that were a little bit critical of her in the video I guess her dancing and she was saying that she's gonna get better she's gonna get more comfortable I'm not mad at it I thought it was a cute video it was a cute vibe so good job girls keep up the high quality and you'll be fine um broke niggas featuring yo Gotti broke niggas don't deserve no pussy funny very very funny featuring yo Gotti hilarious um 
Then we got Poopy Talk featuring Doja Cat, which is the second single off the album. And they have a video. If it's not out already, it's going to be out soon. Um, it was kind of random to me. The Doja Cat feature. I, like, I'm not mad at it at all. I love the girls uniting. But on this, like, I would put Doja maybe on another song. But she works here, and it's a cat song, and they're wearing the cat outfit. They all look cute and sexy and fly, so I'm open to seeing the video. And if the video will um, change my impression of the song and make me like Doja more on it. But, hey, I ain't nobody. That Old Man, cool song. Uh, City on Lock featuring Lil Durk. Great song. Uh, Winning. We're looking for the big niggas who win and pull up in a sprinter. Yeah, that song is bomb. That's like a song for you and your homegirl. Y'all getting ready to go out. The song is hilarious. It's bomb. Um, Flewed Out. Flewed Out might be my favorite song on this project. If you are a City Girls uh, fan, you know that Flewed Out is a term coined by Young Miami when they were doing the $25,000 tour challenge. Okay, and she was trying to announce it. She was trying to hype it up. And she was like, yeah, y'all gonna get Flewed Out. And it's supposed to be flown out. And then she went viral off that. So now it's her word, flute out, is owned by the City Girl. So they got a song, Flute Out, featuring Lil Baby. Lil Baby was also featured on their first project. So I think it's great for them to bring him back for the second one. And you can see his growth as well. So, bitch trying to get flute out for the weekend. I love it. I, woo. And I'm trying to get flute out. I'll be flying myself out. You know? I'm going to ride you like a rodeo. I, I love it. I love JT. I, good job, girl. Uh, and then Double C's. Double C's is the song. What are you talking about? Okay, theme for Chanel. Hit the mall. Oh, deep. I feel that. I can't wait until I'm able to do that personally. It's going to be a movie. It's going to be a trailer. It's going to be a series. All right, because I'll be in there all the time. I feel it. Okay, then that's my bitch is the song and i feel like this is like the city girl song to each other because they really held it down miami held it down for jt jt held it down for miami i'm sure she was in jail and a lot of girls was hating a lot of girls trying to start drama like oh she ain't your friend and blah, blah, blah. no it's trying to sow discord no 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 we a tight group a tight knit that's my bitch i know she got my bed point blank period like a city girl friendly i also saw jt on twitter talking about this is her favorite way to rap like a lot a little bit more confrontational a little bit more um knuck if you buck diamond and princess cry ma like so jt about the action she want to rap about fighting she want to rap about beating hoes up so i'm open to it i'm ready for it friendly great song go listen to it and then last but not least ain't saying nothing because y'all really ain't saying nothing the city girls have came everybody counted them out i know even me a little bit when JT went to jail, because we already knew JT was going to go to jail. Like, they prepared us for that. And Miami was going hard. She was doing everything she could. I was not giving Miami no shade for her performances, all that. Because I know it is hard when you agree to be a group and you're out there by yourself. Even Beyonce talked about her having anxiety and her first few performances without the other girls. Her Destiny Child, when she went to a solo artist, were hard. And it was, like, nerve-wracking. She could not get used to it. Was putting dancers on the side of her for a while until she'd get her footing. So, I'm not mad at Miami for what she did. But it was like... Miami gets pregnant. And I'm like, damn. So now she's the person that's holding it down. What is she going to do? How is she going to do it? Is she pregnant? And I did not feel like at the time, and maybe that was my mistake, I did not feel at the time that they had enough buzz and enough hype and like the infrastructure and the team that Cardi had to push through when she was pregnant. I didn't think the City Girls had that. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, they're over there with QC. Cardi is clearly their friend. 
Because remember, she gave her tips and pointers. Like, look, don't tell nobody nothing until you, you are fully, fully shown. Like, you can't hide it no more. So you can go out. So you can do the performances. You can still get the money. You can still record it till you're pregnant. And it's going to be fine. When Miami got shot at the studio, that was another time when I was like, oh, she probably want to quit. Like, she probably want to be going through this, doing all this, and she's pregnant. No, Miami held it down like a thug. Miami held it down a lot harder than some of you niggas held it down. So it's like, now I feel that they're both back out, both on point, both on A-game, both bodies looking good. You just got to get their minds together. Because recently Miami lost her, the father of her child too. So it's like there's a lot of shit going on. A lot of roadblocks coming up as the city girls. And they keep on just going over and moving past them. You know? So somebody's out here praying for the city girls too. And you know, I might put my grandma on it. Because I feel like y'all deserve all the shine. Like, I want y'all to be like the salt and pepper of my generation. Because you ladies have all the tools. You got the style. You got the uniqueness. You got the personalities, and y'all can really take it to the top. I also said before when I was um, covering one of Miami's looks with the City Girls, and I'm like, I want them to like, dress a little bit more in their City Girl merch because I feel like they could be a force in fashion. Like, you guys can get on your Kindle and Kylie and be out here selling clothes, like City Girls clothes clothes. Not that say City Girls like merch, which is cool too. Merch, merch will get you a bag. But I'm saying like a Fashion Nova collection like Cardi had, um, PLT collections, and then maybe just your own, like, private label thing. Maybe y'all got the website, and you're selling your city girls. I was like, I don't know, but I feel like you ladies have it, especially because Miami used to have a little online boutique, and I feel like JT was probably helping out with that, or she was interested in that, too. So, please, ladies, come together on some business type stuff, too, because that's not only going to help you build your empire, it could catapult you further. Like, think about Jessica Simpson. Kids that are out now don't know Jessica Simpson used to sing. They just know she make a mean interview pump, and they want it. So, city girls, I need you to get all of your bags collected. Drag them in, rake them in. Miami, you got a bunch of siblings. Your mama, you got everybody needs to take care of. JT, she complained about her family. I care for money on Twitter. Rake it in, ladies. You need to shovel it. And then it don't matter. Whole team good, whole team straight. Even, and y'all old. And you don't got to go on tour if you don't want to. You can be soccer mom, super mom, Miami. You don't got to be going all the time everywhere. You can go through the performances that's paying you the biggest bag. Because you already got the bag on deck. Come on, ladies. Plan it out. Empire it out. I know y'all going through a lot, so I'm not even going to try to act like money, all that, and, and empire building is top of mind. But please, ladies, you have all of the tools to make yourselves like those girls. Thank you. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I'm sorry. Next, we got The Product 3, State of Emergency by August Alcina. 27 songs. Now, for me, that was a little heartbreak on a full moonish, and I am not a person that can sit through 27 consecutive songs by the same person. It was very hard for me, but I did it, okay? And I did it twice so I could make sure and try to be concise with this list. I like 17 of these songs. Now, the other thing is, I know August hasn't put out any music in a very long time, so I feel like a lot of these tracks and even the heftiness of the project was due to that. Like, a lot of these songs are probably songs that he had that he already finished a while ago and just put them all, I gave it all to her because he wanted some music. Perfect, not mad at it. My favorite songs are Nola. I'm out there, Nola, Nola, Nola. Bomb song. Then today, get yours because I'm going to get mine today. Like, And I think a lot of these songs have a little bit of that get yours because I'm going to get mine type of tinge to it because August does have health issues and I think he has some brushes with death. So a lot of the content of this project is like live your life to the fullest, love people that love you, be present in the moment because you never know what's going to be taken from you. And that's real. So 
I met it. Round. Love round. Uh, lessons. Very cute song. Sincerely. That is the song, like, to his nieces, and he's talking to all his nieces individually. Uh, if you know about the August Alcina situation, I think two of his siblings passed away, and they left their children in the care of August. So August is, like, super dad, daddy daycare with these nieces, and he's speaking to them, like, trying to, not even trying to, just really, like, being real. You know how it is when your family, your family is a little weird and you go through stuff. Like, you always have that one person that holds you down that's real with you and is, like, telling you, you know, you're beautiful, I love you, you know, you're super smart, I see this and that in you. Like, that's who August is to his nieces, I feel. So I admire that, especially for a black man that's, like, young and getting it. He did not at no time have to do that. So accolades, all the love, all the respect to August and his little family. And they're going to love to listen to that when they're older. And in the event that August passes away, like later, later, later in life, when he's 85, 95, they're going to listen to that song and be like, oh, my uncle really loved me. He had me down. Deliver Us featuring Daryl Walls. And then we got Real Recognize Real, Banging, Feelings, Perfect Strangers. I don't know you, you don't know me. Perfect Strangers. August was talking about basically like meeting a girl out or like strip club girl. And it's easier to like get it popping with that girl then skirt out because y'all know each other so it's like more fun more enjoyable i don't know if i believe that i'm not a man i don't uh, believe in sleep around culture that's not my thing i'm kind of scared but if that's what you went to maybe it is easier to leave perfect strangers because y'all know each other y'all owe each other nothing get up out of there for real for real is a good song be good i like that song a lot a lot a lot as soon as i walk in featuring tink you know i love me some tink so great song tonight a uh, sleeve chase Chase kind of scares me because I feel like that's really how men think. Like, they don't really want to be with nobody for real. They just like to chase. And it's like, it's real fun when you don't like them back, when they're trying to win you over. And it's like, once they got you, it's, uh, I don't care. It's not fun. I want to go chase something else. That seems a little psychotic to me, a little crazy to me. So I hope. Yeah, I don't hope. I feel like that's what y'all be on. So I just, uh, I'm going to just do me over here in the corner. Don't worry about it. If We Broke Up. If We Broke Up was a funny and deep song to me because it's like, I feel like a lot of people go through that, women and men, but it was just interesting to hear from a man's point of view of like going through, when you get into an argument or whatever and you're going through the motions in your mind of like, oh yeah, what would I do? Like, how would I be mean if we broke up? If she do this and I'm going to do that. And if that happened, then I'm going to do this. Like, you're just thinking way too much, a little faded, maybe a little in your feelings. And you're like, worst case scenario in it. You're doing all this thinking, like thinking yourself to death making all of these hypotheticals, you know, relax, be happy in the moment, live in the moment, be present. And then my last favorite song is Resent featuring Lil Wayne and Juicy J. And what better feature can you get as a New Orleans boy than Lil Wayne and Juicy J from Three Six Mafia? Like, I know childhood dreams were made on that song specifically for August and the song is fired too. So great job on the project. I, um don't know what to say about your interview with Angela Yee and you like getting in your feelings like that I feel like it's inappropriate I feel like it's mad crazy inappropriate like bro you know you was messing around with a married lady when the thing was over you're supposed to go on about your business you're not supposed to say nothing to nobody mom's word because no she was keeping you a secret we all saw y'all out here uh cavorting frolicking so it's over it's over that's a good time to be the good time to end it there don't try to make it more than what it is even if it was more than that to you Clearly wasn't more than that to the other person. So you like going out, like, I feel like you blew up somebody's spot. And that's not cool. I don't care how deep in your feelings you are. Don't blow up my, blow up my spot, you're getting shot. Over the years, 
by King G.I. and it has 16 songs. This project is kind of close to me. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be fake with y'all because this is my little cousin. And he's been working on rap for a while. I think this is the second project. It could be the third because he did like some little random stuff. But like second official on Apple Music type of project. I told y'all before about B.O.M.B. on the other show. And so she said, back on my bullshit. Back on my bullshit. That was a good song. But on this CD, we have Growth from G.I. So let's discuss it. Number one, get a theme song featuring Pizzle Don't Play. If I messed up your name, I'm sorry. I really am. I came a long way from the CPS. Now I shine on these haters like UBS. A word, a bar, a mantra. Okay, a comma. Wow. I love this song. I love your growth as a rapper, your content, your subject matter. It seems like you're, uh, I'm not going to say you was ever scared. Okay, because that's not what we do. But maybe like a little bit more reserved with your subject matter and all of that. I like it that you're kicking the door open and you're saying what you want to say and you're talking your shit. Because that's what rap is about. Okay. So. And then on Pizzle Don't Play, Pizzle Don't Play got bars too. He said, my daughter got new drip, her neck and wrist stupid. Like, oh, I like that. I like a brag about your kids bar. Because a lot of niggas only want to brag about their girls. Like, oh, I bought a girl. This, I bought a girl. That, I bought this, I bought. Like, oh, okay. You didn't buy me nothing. Why I want to hear about this. But talking about Icing your kids out. Now that's a bar. That's gold right there. So, people don't play. Oh, and I forgot to say, I'm not going to be biased. This is my cousin. I, there's 16 songs on this project. I like 11. Okay? So, let's get back to it. No notification. Featuring Times of Luck, Quiet, and Pizzle Don't Play. This song is so tight. Okay? We pop up, no notification. This is that real, real right around your home music. Okay, so it's like, and then uh, we being we being transparent. I'm gonna be transparent. Times of Loke and Quiet, both my cousins too, but they older, and they rapping like I don't know. They've been rapping for a long, long time, but it was kind of like hobbyish to them. Like when I would see them, they would still be like doing their own thing, moving around, blah blah blah. Like rap wasn't really the focus. So I'm kind of interested to see what they can do if rap is really the focus because these people have been on tour with major artists and things like that like it's not like they're no newbies they ain't like they know johnny come lately to this rap thing so i'm very very interested to see if times and quiet stick with this like on the level that gi is and we get some uh, solo projects from them because i'd be very very interested to hear that however quiet on this song came with the bars and said we going in no hesitation if he's a hater then blow his face in always stood out I was never basic. Quiet. Bars. Succinct bars. Easy call featuring young truck, I believe. Don't want to mess it up again. But I pull up and get it jumping. It's an easy call. I like this song. I feel like it's a party song and a ride around song. So great job. Deadman. Deadman is my song. Keep worrying about mine. We broke all the time. Worry about your own money. Worry about your own pockets. Worry about yourself. Focus on yourself. Help is well. Um, Real MVP featuring Count, love that song. David Berkowitz featuring Times the Loke, Lil Jen, and Tick Ninesta. I don't know how to say these words, these names. Like, I'm sorry, but that's a good song. Please go listen to that song. Still Running featuring Pizzle Don't Play. I was with a nigga bitch this morning. 
getting there with my roots still running. Like, that is a song, song, song. And I don't know if it's, like, more of a California type of vibe. I feel like it might be, but I think all y'all like that song. So go listen to that song. A Fair Game. If you ever see me with them, just know they with the shit. Like, if you see me with some, you know, men or women, know that they're about it for me because I don't roll around with fake people. I don't write around with fake people. Okay, so I feel this song because I, I try to live that way. I'm not the most gangster, thugged out individual. I'm not about to lie. But certain colors, I, I buy by the colors. Okay, as an Eastside person, certainly we move around. I'll move around enough fake people. That's what I'm saying. Um, nothing to prove. I'm doing me. I got nothing to prove. I love this song because, again, we're talking about growth. And I feel like this is GI, like, getting more into his bag, more into his comfort zone. Like, look, I'm out here. I'm doing me. I'm being me, period. I ain't dressing up to impress nobody. I'm not moving around to impress nobody. I'm not. No. I don't got nothing to prove. Everything I wanted to do for myself and my family, I'm getting it done, period. Regardless of what anybody think, what anybody got to say. So I'm chilling out here. I'm just living my best life. You want to come kick it? You want to smoke a little bit? Okay, cool. Nothing to prove. Like this. Like this is my song because it's very, very, very California. It has a Snoop Dogg sample. And just when I was driving in my car on the freeway, it was very smooth. So I love like this. And I like the bars in the song too. And then Daily Routine. Daily Routine is a song that's like kind of mantra-y. I guess it could be like, this is just what I'm doing. This is just how I'm moving. I wake up, I do this, I roll up. I, you know, like it's just a cool song. It's a vibey song. You get ready to the song, you drive to the song. It's going to be a Go check out Over the Years, King G.I., check out Time to Love, check out Quiet, check out Pizzle Don't Play, and look out for them in their new projects. I personally cannot wait to see some music videos from this project, and if I get the pleasure of directing one, it's going to be fire. So please keep your eyes open. All the updates will be shared here because this is family right here. King G.I., get it moving. And last but certainly not least for the albums, we have Life on Earth by Summer Walker. Now, Summer Walker's last project got all types of accolades over it. It was very bomb. This project is labeled an EP. So I don't know if people, like EP is something that's smaller. Like I wish I understood the lingo of this stuff, but oh well. This is a very short project, six songs, and I like five of the songs. It starts with Let It Go. Let It Go is the one that I don't really vibe with because it's, I know I babysit kids, like my relatives from time to time, and that Frozen Let It Go song is very ingrained in my brain. I don't like it. I don't like no reference to it. I, it's not my vibe. So I can't can't do the Let It Go song. But then we kick through with SWV featuring No Noah or No One Noah. I don't know. Like the song. It is a little bit difficult to understand what she's saying. But I know that can be like a typical Summer Walker thing because the way that she talks and the tone. But I would like some of the lyrics, some of the words to be a little bit more enunciated so I can maybe sing along and not be sounding crazy. Then, My Affection, featuring Party Next Door, bomb. Now, she had Just Might, featuring Party Next Door on Over, which was one of my favorites on the project. Now, this is a reprisal of that sort of thing. Um, I like the song a lot. It's a cool song. I'm never mad at a party feature, so. White Tea, featuring No One Noah. Um, I like this song a lot. This is probably the best song on the project. Uh, it's like, treat me like YT, don't do me dirty. And the summer's part is mess up your YT. Like, she's trying to get nasty. And, you know, she's a she's a pretty little B from the A, blah, blah, blah. Very cute song. I will be riding to it, getting dressed to it, the like. So, great job, Summer. And then Deeper. Now, 
she had another song that was like deep so i don't know if this is supposed to be a more updated version of that i really like that song and that song was like way back i think on clear but this deeper song i'm not mad at it i have seen people online commenting that outside of the white tea song which everybody thinks is the best song on the project so far online uh they think that a lot of this stuff sounds like all the other summer stuff i kind of don't agree with that that take i think that certain people have a sound and they have a niche and it's good to stick with that like i feel like janae Iko sticks with her niche and her sound and people try to criticize her too that her stuff sounds the same but no it's just i have a vibe i'm not about to hop out the window and do something super left and super crazy so i'm not mad at summer at all for sticking to her we're sticking with her vibe but short project i think if maybe we would have got this is five songs maybe we would have got eight it would have given us more variety like maybe we could have got white tea and two others kind of like that and then these songs would have been summer traditional vibe and that would have been more acceptable to the people but again who really cares you put out the music for us we're enjoying it we're liking it and like that's all we can do uh don't add the songs you don't like and keep pushing okay i have one single and it's water by dj drewski featuring dream doll molly brazy and ruby rose now I did not know uh, DJ Drewski was trying to like DJ Khaled himself. I know that DJ Drewski used to be on Love and Hip Hop. I believe it was Love and Hip Hop New York and he had a black girlfriend and I thought that was real cute. So I support DJ Drewski, I'm not mad. This song is a remake of One and I Got It, Dripping Like Water. And as a California person, I could not ignore that, I refuse to ignore that. So I checked it out. Kind of sucks that there's no California girl on it. Like, it would have been very cool to put, like, maybe a Desuan or a Sweetie on there because it's our music. But whatever. Dream Doll killed her verse. Molly Brazy did good. Did not know that Molly Brazy was expecting, so congratulations, Molly. And then we have Ruby Rose closing it out. I love Ruby Rose's voice. Like, her voice gets me going every time. I love the tone. I want to hear Ruby Rose on some more luxury rap less of the like hardcore sexy stuff i want to hear ruby rose on some foxy brown fly girl stuff because that's the way her voice reminds me she has to look for it she has the body that she could wear some really sick like couture fashion and high fashion stuff like she can fit all the sample sizes so i want ruby rose out here doing luxury rap okay leave this other rap for all the other girls ruby you can do luxury i need it i want to see it thank you for my chevy playlist that I give you guys every episode to keep you riding and rolling and you know driving smooth not touching your phone a whole bunch when you are traveling because that's what a playlist is for and we're going to kick off the playlist this week with she think by buddy and kent jams now kent jams is the former frontman of overdose the rap group from los angeles i don't know where overdose is at right now with the music i went to a tour of theirs a long time ago i found some footage and i was cleaning out my dropbox so i'm going to be posting that to youtube later on this week Check it out if you want. It's very short. But yeah, uh, Overdose. They did. They had a great show. I love Overdose music. And But Buddy is from LA too. And I guess him, he and Kent are friends. And they teamed up on this project. They teamed up on a mixtape. So this is one of my favorite songs from that mixtape, she thinks. So check it out. Very cute California vibes. Jobs by the City Girls. I don't work job, bitch. I am a job. I want the City Girls to have a number one. They deserve it. They need it. If y'all could get Takashi, Takashi, a number one, y'all could definitely get JT and Carisha a number one. So please, I don't work jobs. 
I am a job. Let's get it at least high charting. If it can't be number one, let's get it in the top 10. Do you feel me? Because these girls deserve it. All right. Then, 1-800-1-Night by My Boots Down Potato. This song gets me going. I know I said it when I reviewed the album, but wow. I was in Vegas getting dressed and 1-800-1-Night, it just hits everybody, hits every mood. So, perfect. Ready for Love by Lucky Day. Love, love, love me some Lucky Day. I know I talk about it at length on this show. But Ready for Love is such a good song. And it's like the beat. It's like a jazz brunch at Spagatini. And I don't know. It just gives me all the feels. It makes me feel like rich auntie. Like I'm driving in the Mercedes top down, um, you know, through Ladera Heights on my way to my hair appointment. Looking, looking cute. And then last but not least for the Chevy playlist, my good, good friend who was on the So She Said show, that's the first time we interviewed him, Tyshawn Dion is come out with a new song. Well, really, it's a new video. The song has been out for a while, but Blue Light Zoning. So I want the streams to be ran up. So I added the Blue Light Zoning song to the Chevy playlist, but I really, really want you guys to go check out the Blue Light Zoning music video. Tyshawn is making all the moves he can. He's trying very hard. His music is very good, and the music videos that he puts out are just bomb. They're top tier. They are, to me, competitive with a lot of the top celebrities that are out there. So please, go check out Tyshawn. Give him his flowers. Thumbs up, like, share, subscribe to his channel because there's going to be more music on the way very, very soon. So, blue lights on it. Show you look good in the blue lights. And that's it for my Chevy playlist. Uh, available on Apple Music, YouTube, and wherever else you want me to put it. Just let me know and I will move it there for you immediately. Okay. And then lastly, I always like to close out the show with a positive quote because the world is crazy and times are even crazier. And this week, my quote is, it is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to win. We must love each other and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. And that quote is by the beautiful and very, very revolutionary Asada Shakur. It's a quote from her book. So go check that out if you've never read the Asada book. I read it and I listened to it. And it's like something I revisit maybe every two or three years because I really, really like the story. And I, I would love to meet Asada Shakur one day if that were to be possible. Like we were ever to get a president that would allow her back into the country and she can come and like do book tours and stuff and tell her story and write about her times living in exile. Like that's the part of the story I really, really want to know about and how that whole transition worked out, you know, over the years, not just the bit that we got in the first book. So that's it this week for Cam Tonight. Thank you so much. I promise with like this new studio and everything that's going on, the content will be coming and it will be consistent. Like that is the goal. I got a whole bunch of stuff going on. I live in a mouth. Up here is the circus. But I'm trying to just reel it all in and get it all together. Also, Tam sells houses, hashtag Tam sells houses. I am a realtor now and I will be uh, selling and renting a house near you sometime. So if you are looking to buy, lease, rent, get at me. I got your back. Follow me at Tam Not Tammy on all social. Follow my Depop at Time to Time. Go buy something. And yeah, I'll see y'all next week. Bye.